we look at people that are in stressful situations and think I could never do that, but yet some people don't feel that or don't interpret that as stress. So it's really how your body interprets the alarm that's going off. Hey there, Kelly Howard here, and welcome to Your Body Mind Fit Connection. This week, we get to welcome back Michelle Dreilich, CEO of Destiny Well. Before we get to all the goodness Michelle has for us, I want to do a big shout out to Riley and Podigy.co for saving me from all the stress of getting this podcast out. Holy holly, they had my back for sure. And you can find all their details in our show notes. Plus, of course, Michelle's too. Michelle Dreilich joined us back on episode 13. And after we finished recording, we started chatting about stress. And after a couple of minutes, all I could say was just stop, stop. We have to record this, especially with the holidays coming up. Today, we're chatting all about stress, the cascading effect it has on your body, and how to flip it from a lion to a kitten. So you say stress and sleep, yada, yada, yada. Tell me a little bit about that, Michelle. So we actually have a talk uh, online about stress and sleep, and the name of it is actually stress and sleep, yada, yada, yada. And we call it that because who is under the false impression that stress is really good for us and that not getting enough sleep or quality sleep is good for us. No one. We all know. We know that we should manage our stress or reduce our stress as much as possible. But in reality, uh, if you stop the average person on the street and say, what steps do you take to manage your stress or reduce your stress? Very often, the answer they get back is, I'm too busy to think about that. (laughs) You know, right? So once they've recognized that maybe that is a symptom, that it's time to take a step back, most people that I have spoken with feel that stress is a emotion, right? Stress is a feeling. Stress is a state of mind. Stress is not a physical entity. In reality, stress is a biochemical process. It's a clinical pathway in your body. In actuality, the more stress you have, you know, and and there's lots of hormones involved, but the main hormone that everyone talks about is cortisol, right? So when your cortisol is elevated, your body has to make more cortisol, right? When there's a demand, when there's a stressful situation, your body has to ramp up production to do that. And so what's interesting is cortisol, like many of the hormones in that pathway, come from cholesterol. They start at cholesterol, which is one reason why driving your cholesterol too low is not a good thing because it's needed to actually produce hormones. What happens is cholesterol along the path ultimately becomes testosterone and estrogen. But if your demand for cortisol, meaning that you are living in a stressful environment, what will happen is the raw materials, um, and I'm using air quotes there, the raw materials to make estrogen, testosterone, and things like that, things that manage, there are hormones that manage our blood pressure, uh, aldosterone. Those take a back seat so that your body can deal with the need for cortisol first. So those other hormones don't get made or they get made in lower quantities than what's needed because stress is, we've all heard this, fight or flight, right? It's, a, it's an emergency to your body. It's not something that can be handled later. Whereas hormones like, hormones are used for fertility in our bodies, right? And if we think about it, what what is their purpose? 
that's the last thing your body's concerned about is your fertility when you've being chased by a lion, a tiger, or a bear. And so stress is a biochemical pathway. It causes an increase in the need for cortisol and that the raw materials that make cortisol then deplete the estrogen and progesterone and the other hormones that are downstream of that cortisol event. And that's why we end up with high blood pressure. I, I'm guessing, this is a wild guess on my part, the reason that when people talk about meditation as a way of making your body healthier, it could be because you're reducing your stress, so you're reducing your cortisol and things can get back into line? 100%, yes. That's exactly right. Let me, let me suggest something, and you tell me if this is correct or not. Because I don't have that medical background, I tend to approach things from a little bit more of a, oh, what some people would consider an airy-fairy way of looking at things. So when I talk about decluttering, I just intuitively know that if someone clears their space, stops the things that are creating energy drains in their life, all of these things, whatever it is that's going to make what I call space in your world. And then what that does is it must lower your stress because you're not looking physically and mentally and emotionally at all the things that aren't working. So by doing that, by decluttering your space, decluttering your mind, decluttering your relationships, then you're bringing your stress levels down. Is that true? Absolutely. For some, for most, I would say. But we've all met those people that, you know, their environment is cluttered and they're okay with it, right? So really the, the interesting thing about stress is it's all relative to each one of us. You know, there are, we look at people that are in stressful situations and think I could never do that, but yet some people don't feel that or don't interpret that as stress. So it's really how your body interprets the alarm that's going off. Um, so yes, for most people, certainly myself, if I've got a little area of my life that is cluttered, I can't think through some of the bigger things that I need to work on. But at the end of the day, some of the other points to make are, you know, we come from this place of, you know, people do the same things and they get in a rut, this habitual place, and it comes from the word habit, right? Very often that relates to our mindset about things. So if people perceive things more negatively and tend to be more negative, then they may over-exaggerate what, what a situation and what that stress is all about for them, but it affects them just as deeply as though it were that big of a deal. So we also not only have to change the stressful, the physical things in our lives and change our situations, but we also have to change our thinking because when we think negative things, our bodies interpret that as stress. We, put, we had a post on our Facebook page a couple weeks ago that was simply take the word, I have to, those words, I have to, fill in the blank, and change it to, I get to. So I have to pick my kids up from school. I have to do this big project for work. I have to go to bed early. Make it, I get to pick my kids up from school. Think of how grateful and that the gratitude that's in that word. I get to do a big project for work. Think of people who can't find a job right now. I get to go to bed early. There are some people who work 20 hours a day, you know, 
or 15 hour days. I get to go to bed early. So changing our mindset is really important to how we internalize stress because again, feeling stress increases our cortisol, which decreases all the hormones in the cascade that are beneath that and will affect our hormone balances. And that's why you'll notice now to bring it full circle with women's hormones, hot flashes, symptoms, night sweats, symptoms of menopause can be drastically improved by managing stress. It's not frou-frou fairy world. It's lighten up the demand for the hormone that my body needs to make. And there's leftover raw material to make the hormones that are going to be more balanced that are going to prevent those symptoms from occurring. How nice. I mean, it's so nice to know the things that you intuitively feel or the things that I intuitively feel actually have a space in science because I can say things sometimes and I can think of, for instance, but I'm not going to name a name, but in having a conversation and saying, well, you know, maybe, maybe if you had a little bit, well, not a little bit more, if you practice gratitude in your life and some simple breathing exercises that could bring you to a place where things were a little bit simpler and easier for your body to deal with them versus, you know, when I say something like that, oh man, that's way out there for some people. When you explain exactly what's happening with the cascading of hormones from starting with this high stress, it's beautiful. What a nice way to put it. Thank you. What's really cool about breathing, if you want to take it to breath work now, is that when you breathe in and out through your nose, not through your mouth, but only through your nose, that increases the production of nitric oxide. And nitric oxide causes your blood vessels to expand, to open, which lowers your blood pressure, right? It's a physical thing. It's not just a feeling. And so if there's one thing that I would explain, certainly to my younger self, who thought burning the candle at both ends and through the middle was a badge of honor and felt like people that couldn't hang in that environment were just weak and had a weak constitution, what I would explain to my younger self is your body feels it. Your body is creating a physical environment based on what you perceive to be an emotional environment. And it's not because they're chemicals. But let me just say a but in there or an and either way. Based on a conversation that we had earlier, you can change that and in doing the things that you're suggesting, which is like breathing through your mouth and you know removing some of the stress and probably taking one of your stress kits and actually measuring where you are, then you can make a change really quick, can't you? How quick can someone turn it around? You can turn it around within weeks. At least you can at least get the process started, right? Your body responds. It's designed innately to heal itself. So when you start moving in the right direction and making all the right choices for your body to do that, you can undo a lot of that negative uh, reinforcement and negative pathways and make them positive. A simple act of meditation. So for instance, I love the app Headspace. I do it all the time. 
so I think it's just, I love the, the uh, founder's voice and he's on all the meditations, but I love that app. But what happens with it is you, it's very hands-off, start slow, three minutes a day, maybe to five minutes, maybe to 10 minutes. And in that space, you find so much clarity. A lot of people feel like I shouldn't, let's say, meditate or pray or pray. It's the same thing. I don't have time for a long session of meditation. And in reality, you don't need a long session. Um, you just need to bring your biochemical processes down, right? You just need to give your body the chance to heal itself. Give your body the chance to not require so much cortisol. And just getting started with simple meditation is a simple way to do that. So simple meditation, slowing down a little bit, reminding yourself that it's going to be there tomorrow. There is no such thing as a finished to-do list. Then breathing, breathing through your nose and out through your nose. Mm -hmm. Walking, moving. Moving, okay, yep. So sugar and insulin actually increase the demand for cortisol, okay, because it's a stressful environment. So your cortisol goes up when in high sugar states, high insulin states. And here's the other side of it, is that it's kind of a catch-22, because when your cortisol goes up, your insulin goes up, and your blood sugar goes up as well. People that are chronic stressors can very often not eat well, and they're compounding the challenge of having their bodies metabolize blood sugar. And if you notice, having elevated cortisol can very often result in um, belly fat, like right around the middle. I read that a hundred times. It does that through acting through the insulin um, and blood sugar metabolism channel. So you actually muck up the way your body manages your blood sugar with stress. In fact, stress will keep people from losing weight. You could be eating all the right foods, exercising, and if you're in a high stress environment chronically, your insulin levels and your blood sugar levels will be elevated as though you were eating chocolate cake. I have a very good friend who is in that situation. Super high stress job, super high stress job. And she says to me, she's like, I don't know why I can't lose weight. But what I do know is that she doesn't sleep. And I've suggested a couple of times that maybe there's a stress sleep situation there that if it was fixed, that weight might start coming off. Is that true? Mm, my gosh, absolutely. Yes, yes. Stress, weight, sleep, it's all tied in together. Hormones in general don't function independent of one another. Hormones are like an orchestra and they all play together. And one, if one starts playing off key, they all start kind of playing off key eventually. They are absolutely tied into one another. And so, yes, yes. And, and, you know, it's not even just length of sleep, like quantity, it's quality of sleep. I have a great story to tell. So I'm, I'm a health hacker. So I've got one of these new gadgets because I always try new gadgets out. And uh, I have this new gadget. It's a ring and you wear the ring and I wear it 24 hours a day and I can shower in it and swim in it and everything. And it tracks so many different markers of health. 
And uh, what's interesting is it tracks my sleep very, very detailed to the point that I, it tracks my REM sleep, it tracks my light sleep, it tracks my deep sleep, right? All three of those are healing. Uh, REM sleep we need, that's our dream state, right? Our dream sleep. We need that to, you know, if people are deprived of REM, they start to show signs of psychosis. So when we're stressed, why do we think that's any different? Why do we think that you can live on four hours of sleep night after night? Essentially, what you're doing is you're bringing on these symptoms of psychosis. You're bringing on these symptoms of you feel euphoric all the time. That's a feeling. That's a chemical feeling. It's a reaction. Your friend not only needs quantity sleep, she needs quality sleep. She needs to hit her REM sleep, hit her deep sleep. And you can only do that through achieving a state of deep relaxation in your sleep. If you go to sleep and you're laying in your bed, crunching numbers and seeing Excel spreadsheets all night long, and you're not achieving those levels of deep sleep. Kind of a, an aside, but a funny story is that I have in my life done a lot of sailing. And when you're sailing across a large body of water, everyone divides up the time that they're on watch. And you're, you're on watch for maybe hour and a half, two hours. And then you're probably hanging out in the cockpit, taking care of whoever's on watch. And then you get an hour and a half sleep and then you start over again. So if you've ever seen old timey maps, antique maps of like sailing maps, what you'll see is you'll see all the sea monsters that, you know, they, right? I've never thought of that. You see sea monsters. I have seen sea monsters crawling. <laughs> probably shouldn't even say this out loud. I have seen sea monsters crawling up the back of boats numerous times. And so have so many of my friends, you know, after like day five of crossing a uh, body of water, it just happens. When deprived of REM, we hallucinate. Absolutely. It's a proven fact. Yeah. But it actually lends itself to more hypercortisol states, elevated cortisol, which then mucks with your blood sugar metabolism, which mucks with the hormone insulin. And then ultimately, you know, on the other side of this is your thyroid gland. And then at the very, very bottom, the very end is your sex steroids. So they're the tail wagging the dog. And, and the challenge is so often people notice their sex steroid symptoms first, like the night sweats and the and the uh, hot flashes and things like that. And they run to hormone replacement therapy or run to hormones when in fact that's the very last you know, uh, instrument in the orchestra that gets wonky. Uh, you have to go further upstream and deal with the blood sugar and deal with the cortisol and deal with all of those other things up front. If you look at the Destiny Well website, you'll see there are lab kits like the Ultra Profile that... Uh, that give you some cortisol information, give you some thyroid information, give you some metabolism markers, some blood sugar markers, so that you can kind of get a quick overview of, you know, the status of all your systems in a dashboard kind of idea up front. And then you can dig deeper and follow a pattern. If you see, oh, you know what, it's really my adrenal hormones that are, seem to be, you know, my, my stress, my cortisol, I can follow that path first. And tell me again, so I can link to this in the show notes. Which um, test is that? That's your ultra? Yeah, the Destiny Well Ultra Profile. Ultra Profile will kind of give, her, give someone like the big picture so they can drill down from there and start seeing what they need to deal with. And I have to ask you, because everyone's going to ask me, 
what is the name of your health ring? So I can add that to the show notes too. <laughs> the Aura Ring, O-U-R-A, Aura Ring. It was just released. I will tell you, I pre-ordered it in January and I just received it about a month ago, about a month, a month and a half ago. And it's fascinating when you can really see what's going on and changes uh, different things. In fact, a, a great story, I'll tell this really quick. My husband and I were having an argument, you know, Oops. we're all human, <laughs> right? We're having an argument and I walked out of the room and I opened up my phone and I opened up my aura dashboard on my phone and it asked me, are you feeling okay? <laughs> Yeah. And that's when I knew, wow, this is ridiculous. But yes, no, I'm not feeling okay. Thank you. This is the 2018 version of a mood ring, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's it's a wearable beyond what we've ever expected out of wearables. And so I I highly recommend if you are into biohacking and into kind of optimal living, definitely check out Aura Ring, O-U-R-A. Absolutely. I will end up with one at the end of the week. <laughs> uh, no right. doubt about it. They're fantastic. Uh-huh. They're great. Yeah. So just to wrap this one up, I just want to make sure that other than like actually doing the test, doing the alt Destiny Well Ultra Profile, so you have a baseline of what's working and what needs to change looking at, uh, well, an aura ring, throw an aura ring in there because I think that's cool. And then also looking at your sleep, not just your sleep, pat, not just your amount of sleep, but your sleep patterns. Because I know like lately, I believe that I'm a really good sleeper. But even if I'm in bed for eight hours, I might be waking up every hour, which tells me that, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in my head. I can't wait to see what your aura ring tells me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, people have enough, they've got enough information that they can start making real decisions and checking out your Facebook page so they can ask questions if they need to. Because I know getting rid of that belly fat's a deal for people and having it come from stress is just, I mean, quite frankly, that's a pisser, right? Like, really? <laughs> that's right. And and uh, there's a quiz on our website, uh, right on our homepage that you can take that we call them health hotspots, right? So, you know, very often people have a bunch of symptoms or maybe they just don't feel like they used to, or maybe they just can't lose weight. And so this quiz allows them to refine and prioritize uh, maybe where they should focus their attention in terms of testing to understand what they might want to prioritize for their health. And so based on their family history or the way they eat and the way they sleep and the way they live, um, we help guide them into the direction of, you know, what kind of information do you think you might want to know about your life and, and uh, your health and what are your quote unquote health hotspots, right? That's what we call them. Wow. Michelle, thank you so much. I mean, I feel like you're doing this huge, huge service to everyone to actually put their health back into their hands. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me on your show and also for providing this service to your community, right? Because your listeners are people that understand the need and the value of controlling their own health destiny. So I think it's fantastic. Thank you again. And I'll make sure I link to everything in the show notes. I'll talk to you soon. Take care, Kelly. 
Thank you again for joining Michelle and I today. Of course, all the links we talked about are in the show notes. Plus, I'll be chatting about my aura ring later on. But don't forget, if you're enjoying the podcast, drop me a review. It's really appreciated. And if you're thinking about a podcast or you're already doing one and you don't have an angel like Riley and his team at podigy.co, P-O-D-I-G-Y.co, on your side, you've got to check them out. This episode was starting to be a real stress inducer and they totally fixed everything. So I could do what I do best. Talk. <laughs> All the links are on the show notes at Angel Tiger Fit, including a gift from Podigy and from me. See you next week. Bye-bye.